Welcome, everyone, to the How to Get the Most Out of College podcast. There's a lot of talk about where to go to college, but not nearly enough about how to go to college. And it's the everyday decisions that drive your success. I'm your host, Elliot Felix. I've been a consultant to more than 100 colleges and universities, helping them improve their student experience. And I'm the author of How to Get the Most Out of College, where I take what I've learned about how college works and make it work for you. Understanding who you are, who you want to be, who you want to be with. These are such important questions that you can answer in, in college and over the course of a lifetime, really. And it starts before college to help you pick the right one for you and pick the right path. It's about understanding what you value in your relationships. Is it people similar than you or different than you? Is it support? Is it challenge? It's how you spend your time, what you're interested in, what you're passionate about. These are such wonderful and important questions. And I'm so excited to have Carrie Young with us today. Carrie is the host of the Paths and Progress podcast and a higher ed professional who really digs into this question. And I'm excited to learn from her. And I hope you are too. Welcome, Carrie. Thanks so much, Elliot. I'm so happy to be here. It's great to have you. And I, I would love to hear a little bit about how you got started helping students you know, answer these kinds of questions. Yeah, well, like many of us, my path is not at all what I planned or expected it to be. <laughs> I think we've all found our, ourselves in a place that we never thought we would be. And that's part of the fun of it, right? I'm a musician. I grew up in music, doing musicals and dance and singing, and that's always been a huge part of my life. So I just kind of naturally followed that into college and into grad school, much at the encouragement of my teachers and people around me. And it was something I enjoyed doing. So I just kind of went with it. And I wasn't thinking a whole lot about career path down in the future. So it really, without getting into all of that in too much detail, it really took me until I was about halfway through graduate school to really feel like I was arriving at a point where I was starting to look into the future, you know, logistically with what my daily and monthly and annual life would look like and starting to feel like that the path I had been on didn't really fit with who I am and how I wanted to live my life just in a normal, you know, daily existence. So I did enter higher education in kind of a weird way. I just I applied for a temp agency one summer when I was in graduate school. I had about a six to eight week period where I didn't have anything in my schedule and I just wanted to work. So a lot of us, especially back in those days, would go to a temp agency when you had kind of a short period of time that you wanted to work. And I was placed with a dean at a local college where I was living. And that dean actually also had her degrees in music. So we clicked a lot in that way. But she also saw things in me and encouraged me to go into academic advising. So that is how my path started. Again, I wasn't seeking it out. It just kind of happened. But the interesting thing for me in finding that was I'm somebody who really prided myself on being a good friend and really working on the relationships in my life. And that was always something that was really important to me. And even to this day, I think when I feel my soul replenished and I really feel joy is when I've sat down with an old friend or someone in my family and we get to really just have a fantastic conversation to catch up and talk about life and 
be really honest with each other and just really share that time and share, you know, these important parts of our life together. And that's what really that's what really lights me up. And so when I entered academic advising and I started to have these kind of one on one conversations with students, that part of me just really clicked and that fell into place. Just, you know, this thing that I really enjoyed doing in my personal life really clicked in my professional path. And that wasn't something that I had really thought about before. So one thing I like to talk to students a lot about now is to really sit down with yourself and think about what are those moments in your daily life that really light you up and really get you excited? You know, like sometimes we have things where we look at our calendar ahead and there's something in particular that we're really excited about or that we kind of giggle about because we're so like excited about it and that you maybe walk away from. You just feel like this emotional high or this, this joy. And what are those things for you? Because a lot of times I think we kind of discount that as something that could be part of our career path. And on the surface, it may not seem like it is. But a lot of people have found a way to take whatever that is for them and incorporate it into their career path. So I think that's something that I'm really motivated to share with students to, at least if it's not an obvious answer right now, that you can just make a goal and pursue it directly, to be aware of that and to be looking for ways that you can incorporate that into your path. So it sounds like some lessons there in terms of the role of mentors. And it seems like you personally, maybe initially were kind of following the path of a, of a mentor without maybe thinking about it as much. And then ultimately like found a different kind of mentor that had your, a similar experience, but then was also able to give you some advice. And then you were able to sort of make a connection between what you enjoyed doing personally and turning that really into a profession. I love that aspect. And I wonder if students are thinking about and they're asking themselves, like, what gets them excited? How should they like take that inventory? Is it that simple of thinking through what you're doing? Or do they also have to be doing a bunch of things and trying a bunch of things out in order to see what, you know, see what sticks, see what's, what's exciting? I think it could definitely be a combination of all of those things. I think a lot of it is just about making the connection because we all have things in our life. There's something that you love to do or there's some space that you really enjoy being in. You know, I, I have a friend I interview on my podcast who loves the outdoors and she always loved, you know, all of those things that go along with outdoors and outdoor camp and hiking and kayaking and doing all these things. And she eventually went to law school. And on the surface, you would not think, oh, yeah, I'm totally going to take my love of outdoors and combine it with my career as an attorney. You know, that's not really like a service level thing that we would think is a natural match, right? But now she is an attorney who works on negotiations and land acquisition for the Conservation Fund, and she works with the National Park Service to be able to acquire these lands and protect them for our country under the National Park Service. And she works with members of Congress to get funding approved for that. But that's not something that she realized early on in her career path that she could take this love of the outdoors and being outdoors and combine it with a kind of career path like being an attorney, right? So 
I think sometimes we just discount those things because we think, oh, it doesn't make sense, you know, for me to take this thing that I love and combine it with this career path that I'm seeking out. So I think part of it is just sitting back and thinking about what those things are. And if there's not an obvious connection, I think it's important to just try to keep checking in with yourself and being aware of what those things are and what the new things are that you're acquiring as you go along the way. You know, like you said, trying out new things. Like when you discover those things that really light you up and get you the most excited, you know, sit back and take inventory of that and say, is there a way that I can incorporate this into what I'm trying to do for my career path and look for those opportunities? And then sometimes we need to be the ones that create them for ourselves, right? But part of that also, I think, is to really be honest with yourself because I think I got stuck in this a little bit, and I think a lot of people in school and right out of school start to try to perhaps conform ourselves to what we feel like the industry expects of us that we're entering, or maybe that our work culture expects of us, or we have some idea that the type of job that we're going into wants a, you know, fill-in-the-blank type of person. Right. And that sometimes we have to kind of act like that type of person to fit into what we think we want. And I think it's just so important to continuously be asking yourself, you know, is this am am I the person who fits this? First of all, is that even true that I have to be that type of person or can I be myself? But to just keep checking in with yourself and the things that are important to you. And asking yourself, is what you're pursuing right for who you are? Because it's just, it's so important to be honest with yourself. And it's just not worth sacrificing who you really are and kind of betraying yourself in that way for what you think you should be for the job that you think you want, if that makes sense. Because we're we're talking about your whole life. And I think sometimes we really have to fight to find the place that we belong, where we're most fulfilled, and where we can really contribute with everything we are. And we don't have to suppress or hide any of that. You know, we can just bring everything, all of our experiences, all of the different parts of us, and feel like we can genuinely contribute from that whole space. I think that's such great advice about finding connection between the personal and the professional so you can bring your whole self to it sort of finding your why is so important and i know i've interviewed a lot of people over the years for bright spot and other jobs and what's so interesting is people kind of fall into two camps sometimes they come to us from the how perspective they say oh i like design thinking i'm creative and analytical i like you know creating personas and doing journey maps and We've learned over the years that that how isn't enough of a, of a, you know, to use your expression, it doesn't light them up enough. What you really need is someone who's passionate about the mission and, you know, where our why aligns with their why. And they're really, there's like something about higher education they want to fix, or there's something about their own college experience that was amazing. And they want to, you know, enable that for other people. And if you have that why, if you have that passion then you do get to bring your whole self and you're not changing who you are to, f- to fit in or do what, you know, someone's saying you should do, but you're, you know, you're being yourself and you can do it so much better. 
I love this advice. And I would love to get into some specific tactics or, or tips you have. Let's say a student has made that connection. They realize this is the thing that really drives me. This, this is what I want to do every day. How can they proceed along that path once they've made the connection? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, first, one of the obvious things is, you know, there's a lot of online resources. There are a lot of resources, particularly within career services on your college or university campus that I think are really important to utilize. But I often think a lot of the valuable information can be through hearing the stories of other people. And I always encourage students to kind of explore as best they can people who are out there doing work that is kind of, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a dream job, but it could be somebody who's, you know, fairly early in their career or somebody who completed a degree that you're interested in pursuing or somebody who even had an internship that you're interested in seeking out. But the more that you can talk to people who've had the experiences that you're interested in pursuing or that seem to potentially align with what you think you want to do, I mean, email them, DM them, ask them for coffee, ask for a Zoom call or phone conversation. Because a lot of times talking with these people who've experienced these things can help you put some other pieces together and they can perhaps, you know, just in the course of a conversation, you never know when somebody's going to be like, you know what? I know this person over here is looking for an intern and what you want to do really sounds like what they're looking for. Let me connect you with them. Any kind of connection like that, you just never know what can come out of those things. So I think these personal connections that you can make, even though that can seem intimidating, right? It can seem like, why am I emailing this person who's, you know, in this position that I want to do and I don't even know them? And there are so many people out there who have a willingness to help younger people who want to come in behind them in their industry or in the type of work that they do, that it never hurts to reach out to people and ask those questions. Ask the questions that you have about not just what do I need to do to get to where you are, but also, you know, what is your life like? How do you live? How are you able, you know, if you're somebody who wants to raise a family, is that conducive with this type of work that you're looking at? What if you're somebody who wants to live in a particular type of environment, whether that's an urban environment, a suburban environment, you know, a particular area of the country, all of these types of things, it's it's important not just to ask about, you know, what you have to do to get there and check the boxes and stack your resume but also ask about life because there's certain things that we all need to keep in mind that are important to us as people, like as far as what we're talking about with what lights you up and what you need in your life to have that fulfillment, but also the way in which you want to live your daily life to make sure that you're protecting those things. That is really, really great advice. So starting with career services, taking advantage of everything they offer, And then reaching out to people, talking to people, hearing their stories, asking them questions, not just about their their work, but about their life, their path, what they've learned. And then they may have advice. They may have connections, introductions. I think this is really great. I would love to end on a final word of advice for people who maybe are, are intimidated by that, you know, sending that email or the DM or the, the phone call who are reluctant to reach out and you know, need help working up the courage to to do that, what would you tell them? Well, I mean, you can always go to 
you know, close friend or a roommate or a mentor or even someone in career services or your advisor, you know, if you want somebody to perhaps read what you've written before you sent it, you know, you just want another set of eyes on it. You could always do something like that. But also, you know, I try to remind students, yes, it can feel intimidating to contact people, but literally the worst thing that will happen is either they just won't respond or they may say, I'm sorry, I just don't have time, you know, to meet with you right now. And those are the worst things <laughs> can happen, right? Like nothing catastrophic is going to happen by you sending an email to someone and asking, you know, for advice or asking for a phone call or a meetup. And I think it also is great to make sure that you're reaching out to multiple people. You know, don't don't put everything into one person that you're contacting, because part of this is also to get different perspectives. You know, even if we talk about a traditional career path of being, you know, a teacher or a doctor or a nurse or an attorney or something, there's so many different ways and different career paths that people have and different specializations. And, you know, that story looks so different with each person that you talk to, right? So it's important to reach out to multiple people, too. And odds are, you know, someone will respond and, and be willing to talk with you. I think it's also important to not just focus on the, you know, quote unquote, celebrities in an industry. You know, don't just focus on the big name public people. Look at the people who maybe work for that person or who interned with that person before or even look at people who are just five to 10 years into their career. You don't have to go straight to somebody who's at the peak of their career or who is the most well-known person in that industry. There are so many people, and no matter what industry you're looking in, there are so many people at all of these different stops along their path. So make sure that you're looking at that holistically. And sure, you may want to talk to somebody who's really seasoned and near the end of their career, somebody in the peak of their career, somebody who's only five years into their career, right? Because those are all of different perspectives and different ways that those people can relate to you and give you advice about their journey. Well, thanks, Carrie. This is great advice on connecting a passion to a career path and making progress along it. So I really appreciate your insights. I, I know our listeners will as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. And check out ElliotFelix.com for all the episodes and the articles I've written, talks I've given, and more information about the book.